Hi, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. No scripts today. No scripts. No, no scripts. scripts. Uh, we got to start. Uh, Bill James, Red Sox senior advisor. He says all baseball players are replaceable. Yeah, I'm not really sure where to side on this because he could just be speaking theoretically and and how analytics really just boil down to the numbers. It doesn't matter who the player is. I mean, it's a lot of the thinking is I don't care if it's Mookie Betts. I don't care if it's insert, you know, Mike Trout. It's how do I replace what they give you with certain combinations of others? So in that, was he just speaking sort of like the analytically or the uproar was, hey, players, beware. This is what people like the new wave of baseball management thinks of you that you don't matter. You're, you are literally replaceable by anybody. Yeah. And for those out there who don't know the name Bill James, he has, you know, for decades and decades, the godfather kind of, the, of analytics, the yeah. forefront of analytics and yeah. sports. He was kind of an outsider in baseball for a long time. And then in the past 15 years has kind of become, you know, this clairvoyant voice about, you know, seeing where baseball was going long before other people did. Uh, he's tremendously influential to the, the full quote. If all the players retired tomorrow, we would replace them and the game would go on. The players are not the game any more than the beer vendors are. Um, and yeah, the fact that he works for an MLB team, the Boston Red Sox, who were very quick to distance themselves. Well, they said he doesn't work comments. for us, he's an advisor. However, I mean, I believe, and Scott, I assume you would agree with me, and Michael, you too, that if we were to really poll sports owners across the major sports, all of them firmly believe that the game and the value of their own team's brand are much bigger, more important, more enduring than any individual player. Yeah, the and question it, I have is, though, it, let, let's say we did wipe out the Major League Baseball rosters and started anew. Sure. Would the quality or the lack thereof be enough to have a material impact on ratings, attendance, or not? Or people are really rooting for the jerseys? Are you rooting for the players in the jerseys in baseball? Are, are you a fan of just the Red Sox, or are you a fan of Mookie Betts? Or both, there are both, and which and which there, there are certainly so, both. It's more powerful than and and we know that we've had this discussion in college sports. Sure, I'm a big fan of it's the university, it's the colors, it's the tradition, it's the stadium, it's the everything. Yeah, like you could replace everybody on Alabama and everybody on Notre Dame and say Alabama is paying Notre Dame on a neutral field and they'd pack the stadium. So I, I guess another way to phrase your question: What do you think does better as a business entity? All the Major League Baseball teams with current rosters right players. now that lose the team and yeah. the uniform and they play in gray and red and blue jerseys, mm -hmm. or take all the players off the rosters, sign replacement players, but keep it as the Red Sox playing the Yankees. See, now I, I got to go back to something. If we, if we remember what happened in the National Football League, I want to say back in the 80s, where they went on strike mm -hmm. and then the replacement players came in. And it, I'm sorry, it was hard to watch. Yeah. And but they also threw it together. I mean, these, some of these guys were huffing and puffing in the huddle because they weren't ready to play football. They did. They threw it together. What if you had? I mean, these would be AAA players. These are not going to be guys with beer bellies. You'd have baseball players playing baseball. Yeah, but see, it you're you want to see the stars. You do. And and yes, you're rooting for your team. If you're Boston, you're rooting for the Red Sox. Yes, I, I get it. So, Bar, who would, let's say you had to spend twenty bucks. What would you take your son to see? The Red Sox playing the Yankees, 
but you don't know these guys who are in those uniforms, hmm. or the names of the you know the the, the players you Mookie know. Mookie Betts and JD Martinez. Mookie yeah. Betts, JD Martinez playing against Aaron Judge, Judge and Jarquelle Stanton, but they're not Yankees. They're the blue team versus the red team. But see, no, but that's a different mindset. If I'm going, no, what I'm saying, if I go to a Boston New York game, yeah, I expect to see Giancarlo Stanton. I expect to see all of that. If I go to a minor league baseball game, and let's be honest, you really don't know a lot of these players in minor league baseball, but you're looking more at the art of the sport and maybe somebody who's going to make it to the majors. So, I, you know, it depends on what you're going for. So can, I, so can you answer my question? Then? Which would you do if you had to spend the same amount of money to see the Red Sox in the Red Sox uniforms playing the Yankees in the Yankee uniform at Yankee Stadium? With some guys maybe you didn't know. You didn't know the names, but it's the Red Sox and the Yankees, and it counts. Or over there in a, some other stadium, you have Aaron Judge facing Chris Sale and the players you know that are on the roster right now, but they're not the Yankees and Red Sox. They're the blue team and the red team. Which would you go see? I'd rather see the stars. I'd rather You'd see, rather see the players. I'd rather see Aaron Judge. I, I think Bad you're news in the for minority. Bill James. Bad think, news for Bill yeah, James. I think you're okay. probably in the minority, see, but I don't know, and I, I would love to see a Seton Hall poll. Something about Could this exact <laughs> something about this exact question, um, because I do think it is a, it is an interesting one, and it kind of goes exactly at the core of what owners and and players associations the value? debate about every couple years when their CBA is up. We should say that you know Bill James's comments come at a very sensitive time for baseball right now in regards to the value of players. Last summer, you know, during free agency, players were livid at how slow the the market moved. There was even arguing. People argued collusion. The the new GM of the of the Mets is, was the agent who kind of led the charge in in arguing for people to boycott spring training. Uh, right now, baseball is in this very weird moment, and a lot of people blame not Bill James specifically, but blame the analytics movement for a a dramatic kind of recasting of what baseball players are worth. And meantime, I love I love this new thing. I know people hate it because it's a lot of pitching changes. I loved in the playoffs where the team started the lefty for one mm. batter. And then you see five guys on one side of the infield because that's what I love. That's that analytics. Also. I, I, yeah. analytics. I yeah. love it. I mean, but the, and that's been around. Not, uh, yes, the analytics, that's fairly new. But I mean, you used to see those changes all the time. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, I, again, I, I just I'm, I'm a star guy. I want to see you are. The stars a, you out. are a star guy. If this was the, the business of sports. But Michael Barr was not included. But we had, <laughs> the but ratings we, would go but, sky but high. We, but we hosted something called the, the show, and it was you and Eben. I know where the listeners are going. Yeah, well, damn yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, they're all like, "No." Oh man, NASCAR, near and dear to my heart. They have announced that they've submitted uh, a non-binding offer to acquire all outstanding shares of Class A common stock and Class B common stock of International Speedway Corporation, not already owned by the controlling shares of NASCAR. So NASCAR owns a small piece of this uh, ISC, which is, you know, for people who don't know, it's mainly a track company. They own Daytona, they own Talladega, they own Watkins Glen. I believe it's 13 tracks, plus a few other uh, other assets, a, a radio network, a concessions company. Etc. This bid, uh, NASCAR owns a piece of it. They're offering to buy the whole thing, forty-two dollars a share, which comes out to about one point nine billion dollars. What's the premium as an offer? Seven and a half percent above the closing price price Eh. from Friday. Eh. Um, But uh, (laughs) there is a lot of overlap right now between 
these two companies, not only in the fact that they both are dominant brands within within race car, uh, the France family uh, owns and operates, or at least it sits on the board and CEO level of both companies. There's a minority share there. This is a consolidation play. And Scott, as you can talk about, there's also NASCAR looking to sell a minority stake. Why and is this he teeing affect- me up for this discussion when he's the one who wrote the story? He loves this <laughs> stuff. And he's teeing me up for the consolidation play. I love play. it, man. <laughs> so NASCAR is out there. Watch, watch me lob this back at Evan Nobiwood. I've gone to the baseline. I am top spinning, lobbing. Oh, hi. He's, he, right now he's running, but he's thinking, should I go for the between the leg shot or am I going to hurt myself? Yes, Evan. In the, in the consolidation world, though, this does, correct, make it easier for NASCAR to sell whatever part Much of itself. Easier. Yeah, the the sponsorship ability when this is all one company and you can, you know, if you're Sprint or Home Depot, you can do a track deal at 13 big tracks and also on, you know, whatever NASCAR overall branding and maybe a couple cars as well. All of this seems to to bode better for if if you're someone who wants to invest in NASCAR and this ecosystem, the idea of a single entity that owns you know, the sport itself and also right. some of the most premier tracks involved uh, makes things a little bit easier and palatable. Well, you know, Comcast was looking at NASCAR. They're not interested anymore because they're they're focusing, you know, on, mm-hmm. on Sky. Um, Liberty was peaking. Doesn't seem as if they're interested anymore. So these are media first media companies. Media first companies. What do you do with the con- Yeah, everybody's looking at the content. What do we do? So the question is, who in the world is going to buy NASCAR? Who wants to involve? Who wants to invest in NASCAR? Do you think it will be in the end a media company, just someone else who has a, a content yeah, need that they have can a, fill? It's some sort of tie-in. I mean, I, you know, Liberty has F1, so it's it's auto racing. Comcast, they already have the, you know the sponsorship, and they show the stuff. I I don't know, man. I I, I don't know who comes in, endemic or otherwise, who comes in and says. We can do something with this. Yeah, and it comes at a, as you're as you're hinting there. It's a tough time right now for NASCAR. You know, big big companies like Home Depot and Lowe's and Sprint and Target have have dropped out of the sport recently. Ratings, as we've discussed, are uh, are not great. They're they're on their way down. Um, however, you know, I, I felt similarly about F1 in some ways, right? And there was a F1 is a sleeping giant from a media perspective, and and maybe NASCAR under the right leadership or, or minority ownership um, might be able to kind of revive that same thing. Far, what would you pay per month for an o- a NASCAR OTT offering that gave you races, driver content, a bunch of stuff? Like, what You're a NASCAR oh, fan, man. and there are lots of NASCAR fans, but what would you pay per month for sort of, you know, your all all racetrack all the time kind of channel? Now, see, now that's, boy, now that, that's <laughs> yeah, hard. You're not answering you know, any questions no, no, today. I mean, because you know I love it, so I, of course it's going to be skewed well, but, that's, I, I would, but no, that's not skewed because I'm trying to find of the the core. It doesn't seem NASCAR does not seem to have been able to break to the casual fan. So you got to figure what can we do with that core fan? And there are a lot of them. There are enough to where if you can aggregate the eyeballs and in this new world, this is what the zone is trying to do. They were like, hey, we're locked out of all other con, uh, content, but there are big time boxing MMA fans. Let's do that. How many can we aggregate to pay for what? If they're going to spend 60 bucks, 70 bucks for one fight every year, surely they'll pay eight bucks a month for a lot of fights. See, now, now, see, now when I say what I was going to pay, I would pay like about $300 for a subscription for the whole year. A year. Just right, so like you would for We'll like, say 30 bucks just to make it by 10 and nice right. and easy for me. 30, all right, now think about that. It, if, if NASCAR fans were willing to do that, that at would a 50 be fantastic. Even at a 50% yeah. retention rate of hardcore NASCAR fans, something tells me a buyer or media company would be like, I'm okay with that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I would be on it. it. It's you know easy, and then because not only would you get the NASCAR, uh, you'd get you know obviously the Cup, and then you'd get the Infinity Series, and then you get the Truck Series. So mm-hmm. you throw all that together, right? Yeah, I'm in. Okay, well that's there you go. So you you have now that is our our. Our, our one person yeah. <laughs> focus group and I, but I, but I would venture to guess that if I was hanging around hardcore NASCAR country many people would sound just like that yeah no I, it's by the way I would be remiss if I didn't say this good luck oh to the four drivers oh that are going to be going for the championship Next Sunday, Scott, name one of the Homestead. four. Yeah, I'm not going to name. I'm not going to name the four. Let me see. Well, if you can well, name well the since the Q rating is so high, I have to say Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Yay! Hey, done. Yeah. Done. Nice. Done. And By the way, did you see what his crew chief said? Well, we we cheated because everybody else is cheating. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it did. I and mean, I asked you, uh, what Armstrong about if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying? And and it's like, and I see now. If I tell this story, we're going to be old man bars. Going to be here. We go. All right. This is one of the best stories in NASCAR I've, I've heard all the. Harry Hyde, who used to be a crew chief back in the 70s and this and that, whatever, they had the template that would go over the car and to make sure the car was legal. So Harry said, listen, can I take that template because I want to put it on my car to make sure all the cars are legal? And NASCAR said, sure, Harry, go right ahead. Oh, Seriously? Yeah. Oh, boy. So what he did. That's like giving the Patriots the football ahead of time. <laughs> Is that out loud? They... <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> he, he switched the template to uh, fit his did. cars that were, eh, let's say, borderline at yeah. best. Yeah. And they said, thank you very much. So obviously they fit his car. And then he would take the template, and then they tried it on the other cars, and it's like, well, what the hell is this? So, and nobody <laughs> noticed that one car. The guy who borrowed first. the template worked, but everybody else. <laughs> That's is a wrong. great story, man. It is a but, great story. But so you said Kevin Harvick. Can you name the other three. I have no idea. <sighs> I, I have no idea. Joey Logano. That's two. Oh, that's two. That's oh. two. We got to get a NASCAR um, guest next week because we really know this stuff. Uh, uh, Martin Truex Jr. That's three. Holy, I can't <laughs> say Martin for the sweep Truex here, guys. Jr. How going going for, I mean, I've heard of the him, but I uh, would guess. Eric Amendola. Oh, no. All right, <sighs> uh, give us four. Oh, in no man. Per- presented in no particular order. Kyle Busch. Oh, that, oh, that was gettable. That, that one. I would have said Kurt, not Kyle. I don't know why. I don't know the difference, but I probably would have said Kurt ahead of Kyle. You've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports, where we discuss the Big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scott Soshnick. Please join us for the show. What is it? Mondays, Wednesdays, and, and Thursdays. Thursdays. By the way, you get Barr. You're on Twitter. What? Big Barr? Big Barr Sports. I'm Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi-Williams. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio. Around, around the, the world. world. And online where our podcast is available.